0: Getting older can be rough Not when you listen to Gideon stuff
1: Hi, I'm Hello. Sylvia. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> you didn't ruin anything. We're learning. Hi. Hello. I'm Sylvia. I'm Erica. And we are here to talk about beauty and stuff and stuff very specific stuff um if you're new to our podcast we are a whole second episode in now um and i am someone who really likes makeup but i know nothing about it and i am someone who also really likes makeup and i know a bit about it she knows lots about it she's completely underselling herself but we are going to take each episode to kind of break down different beauty trends whether they're Like skincare or wellness or fashion, um, and give our really super informed points of view on all of them. Yeah, that you were all really dying to have.
0: Dying to. I think
1: the one thing we didn't address in our first episode was that, like, I can't believe no one's ever done a podcast about beauty before.
0: Yeah, that's so weird that it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're really
1: filling a void. Is like blonde basic bees doing a podcast about beauty? Strange. Finally, you're welcome, everybody. I know that you were like. Really itching for this. But you know what? It's here and it's happening. You're welcome. Better late than never. (laughs) Uh, But I think the reason that we wanted to do this wasn't because we wanted to be one of the bajillions of people doing this. We both have really funny conversations about our health and wellness, and I harass Erica fairly constantly about like products and tips for things and erica is really really good at what she does and gives me really informed opinions and also like tells me to trash stuff and tells our friends to trash products that they shouldn't be using
0: um so i think it's nice to like talk to your friends about your routines yeah and i think we're both just passionate about it and if you got a passion you gotta share it with people you know sharing is caring (laughs) and that's what we're here to do um so
1: Erica you went to makeup school I did um I know nothing about makeup and I also actually like we've been friends for a long time but I don't really know what your journey was to get there so tell me about it
0: yeah well it was a journey (laughs) let me tell you um I think I mentioned in our first episode a little bit about just being a little girl with a Kevin Aquan book and a dream. <laughs> <laughs> As all good dreams start. No, but I was and I, you know, we're of a similar age. We talked about this a bit, but there was no internet. There was no blogs. There was no Instagram. There was no YouTube tutorials. There was magazines and there was a couple books. Yeah. And there was maybe your mom or your older sister. Um, and I didn't have an older sister. Right. Yeah. Um, and neither did I. Yeah, so it was this thing that I was just... I think probably every makeup artist story or anyone who's in the beauty industry, whether it's like hair or estheticians or whatever, like has the same story. It was just the thing that you were into. Yeah. And you were your friend in the group that braided people's hair or did their makeup for dances. Right. Because it was just, you just thought it was fun and you were the one, everyone loved makeup, but you were the one who like learned how to do the stuff from the magazine. So you did it for your friends and that's what I did. Like that's what it was and I didn't really think of it as something that could be a career because it wasn't, there was no real examples of that. Right. Besides, like I said, unless you were Bobby Brown. Right. And that seemed sort of like a very unattainable thing and there wasn't even any real information available about how you would even go about doing something like mm. that. Um so it was just like, oh, like I love this thing, but I guess it's just a hobby and I'll find a real career. Right. And do this like for fun of myself. Yeah, it was kind of this mis- that part of that world wasn't so transparent as it is now yeah. on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. Like I think we take for granted that we see that side of it and it's so easy and so accessible, but right. it wasn't at that time. Like yeah. you didn't know how that person came to be doing makeup in Vogue magazine. You just know that they did. And that was kind of like a far away thing that other people did. Right.
1: It was almost like, it's almost like you're a celebrity. Yeah, like, exactly. You're just doing that. And like, I don't know how you possibly ended up on the cover of 17 magazine, yeah. but there you are <laughs> totally. And it was, I think a lot of us in most jobs that seem like I say out of the ordinary in air codes it's not it wasn't like when we're going up through school that it's like what are you going to be and we didn't have exposure to other careers other than the things that seemed super mainstream at the end of the day either and we're not that old no we're just like pre social media or yeah. on the early stages of social media coming up so it like when we were making decisions about what we want to do with our lives it was within the universe that you lived in and it was really not much bigger than that
0: exactly it was what your parents did and it was what your friends parents did and what you saw around you and you know stuff in magazines and stuff in movies just seemed like you know that wasn't really reality right um but you broke the mold how'd you do it (laughs) oh yes (laughs) (laughs) um so for me the thing that was because i love doing all that stuff the thing that did seem attainable to me was maybe i'll be a hairstylist. Oh. Um, cause I did hair a little bit and I liked that too. And that kind of seemed like all part of it. So after high school, I went to hair school. I didn't know this about you. Yes, And you're the best braider ever. <laughs> so this shouldn't come as a surprise to me, but I love that. That was hours and hours of, again, just being a kid who was obsessed with that stuff and like braiding my Barbie's hair. Yeah. Mine was my little ponies. Yeah. And I had an Ariel doll who had head on Oh, those hair. were the best. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, so I went to hair school and I thought, okay, this is a like practical real life thing that I could do and people are hairdressers. I go to a hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like you knew someone who did that as a job. Yeah, exactly. And I went to hair school and it was fine and I didn't love it and it wasn't, it didn't feel like my thing that I was meant to do. Right. And not that everything does have to feel that way, but I wasn't into it. I wasn't into working in a salon. It wasn't my vibe. Yeah. Um... And it was just kind of a... Uh, not to get like too heavy here. It was a little bit of a weird time in my life. So yeah. it just... I don't know. It didn't work out. And when I was in hair school, though, I still did makeup all the time. So I was oh, the cool. girl... In hair class that did everybody's makeup which makes you the best friend of everybody yes and i was just still into it and i was still into just learning about it and i found it so fascinating and i was like so i guess i'll work in retail like i guess i'll be a mac girl or a scary Clinique lady <laughs> our favorite kinds of people mac girls for sure not scary yes Clinique yes ladies. no offense to uh scary Clinique ladies Oh, uh, but they were scary, right? In their white coats and their like yes. perfect skin, very um medicinal. Yes, but you weren't sure
1: why, and then you felt also compelled to really trust them, but you also sure weren't sure why. Oh,
0: either everything they were saying was right. Yeah,
1: like, okay. like I used that's all I used to wear for the longest time because I was like, okay, yeah, I we trust all did. You, I'm lucky I'm not in a cult. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Run by someone at Clinique.
0: Really? I escaped. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I did the hair is cool thing, and I worked a bit, but I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I wasn't feeling it. Um, and I wasn't... I didn't feel like I was an amazing hairstylist. Like, like I'm fine. Yeah. And I still do clients' hair sometimes. Like, for photo shoots, some will just want, like, their hair curled or touched up or to, like, look professional. Right. Um, but every you day. Can do that? yeah. can um, yeah. And I can do that, and that's fine. Um, and I can braid. Um, like no one's business yeah but don't ask me to really do your hair or color your hair or do your hair for your wedding god forbid Um, (laughs) because it would last about just looking for like a
1: shabby natural look yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah so I found out that wasn't for me but I was still just like drawn to the makeup side of it and I started to realize as like the world around me started to expand as an adult and also the internet and all those things had come into play I'm making myself sound really old here but that's really how it was totally yeah And I found out, um, that there was schools that you could go to that were just makeup schools and not necessarily hair schools with a side of makeup or esthetician with a side of makeup. And I was like, oh no, that I'm into that. Yeah. Um, like that's what I want to do. Um, so I went to school in Toronto called complexions. Um, and I am not too sure that it's called that anymore, but I know it still exists. They have amazing instructors. It's makeup specific and they divide everything into categories of courses you can take. So... Um, fashion photography, film and television, special oh, effects, cool. theater. So you can like pick your area of study or you can do it, do it all. Um, I didn't do it all because it's just super expensive. Right. So it was all interesting and fascinating to me and I would have done it if I could, but yeah. it would have cost me thousands and thousands of, of dollars. Right. And that was just not an option either. For sure. Um, but I did what I did and it was amazing. Um, and I learned so much. I think sometimes now like would I go back and do it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's plenty of amazing makeup artists who never went to school, so I don't think it's like a requirement. It just seemed like the thing you did. It's like, oh, if I want to do this, I guess I should go to school. To kind of hone your craft. Yeah, exactly. I have
1: a girlfriend who is the host of a TV show, and we were talking about a particular makeup artist, um, who is one of the makeup artists on her show, and she was like, I don't Think she could have been taught anything. Like, I think she was put on this planet to do makeup because she is an artist. That's
0: exactly what it is. Yeah. It's just you a know thing. You don't know. It's just a talent, and you're either good at it or you're not. Um, and you can learn stuff in school. I will say the thing I took from it the most was probably the business side of it. Right. Like I learned a ton about the industry that I didn't know, and I learned things about starting a business and being a freelancer and like really boring basic things like how to do your taxes and how to bill people and how to make invoices yeah. and what to charge and like all those things that like I guess you could learn along the way but it was really nice to have like one resource and like have this great teacher um be like oh no this is what you do this is how to set up a business You know, this is how to get clients. This is how to approach an agency if that's what you want to do. This is how to get into the union for film and television if that's what you want to do. So I definitely took that from it. And that was very valuable.
1: Well, it's funny because I think all of us, like I went to school and I did a business degree. And I still look back at that time and I'm like, okay, I definitely learned about the social part of being in university for sure um and I did it because I did a business degree there was a lot of like practical stuff like that that also at the time seemed so boring but now I own my own business and it's the same thing it was like oh my god thank god I know how to like create budgets and do whatever but the thing that I didn't learn that you did was like how do you put a dollar value on what you bring to the table and I still find that really challenging um I actually find all of my friends who work in the same industry as you or even in Um, or who are hairdressers, they know the value that they're bringing to the table and they're, it's easier to put a price on it than like, Oh, I'm going to come in and do a marketing strategy for you. Well, you're paying for my brain, which is a weird thing to put a price on. Absolutely. And I find and your time and your time. And so it's like you, it's a really hard thing to know. And those kinds of skills, same for me is that like, I think I have a business sense that was innate within me school helped to, you know, help me form my thinking and make sure that I was, you know, being strategic and whatever. But a lot of the stuff I lean on every day is still from the classes I probably hated the most, except for statistics because I hate them and I never see practical value in them (laughs) ever, ever, ever. And to this day, I still want to cry when I think about it, but I really lean back on like my financial accounting classes and all the ones that were like not cool, but helped me make sure that I had like a really smart head on my shoulders for how to do business as well too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, Uh, with me and everyone that was in my class like you're all going into it with a basic skill level and it's like it's already a passion like yeah and it's already something you're probably working at it like I was already working doing freelance stuff um you know doing weddings and stuff like that and so you go in with that skills and yes I learned like tips and tricks and I learned a lot of stuff about like makeup history and period makeup that was really cool but yeah it was really the business side of it that is the thing I think I took from it the right. most that was the most valuable yeah. to me um because the thing about makeup I learned is it's not so much someone teaching you how to do something I mean it can be for yourself like for me to say to you you should put your mascara on like this right but for me to be working it's about working so it's about experience right so I found out that there was this Yes, there was a way to be in this business and it wasn't work in retail or be Bobby Brown. There was this thing in between that was Mm. just doing makeup and doing faces and doing it over and over and over and getting the experience with every kind of person and learning something every time and trying different products and just like hustling and working and being a freelancer and like just trying to work your way up that little ladder. And I mean, that's still where I'm at. It's still...
1: That's Same. Just, that's
0: what it is. <laughs>
1: totally. Well, that's kind of like your career, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think it's like it's like anything. I feel like if we're not doing that anymore, we're probably both Bobby Brown in our own way. Yeah. Which would be awesome. But like, there's only one Bobby Brown. Exactly. It doesn't mean we can't get there. But I think it's really cool because I think... Um, you're also in what you're able to do. Like you do work in a lot of like editorial, um, and doing weddings and that sort of thing. And so you are able to pick and choose the kinds of things you want to work on because you do have experience in those places that you can bring your value to the table. Yeah.
0: And it's doing a little bit of everything and finding out what you like and like, Just like saying yes to things and trying it all and Mm. being like, oh, maybe that's not for me. And uh, I mean, I'd still love to learn special effects makeup. Yeah, that would be. (laughs) I think it's amazing, amazingly cool. Um, and there are probably better or like cheaper ways that I could do it now. Yeah. Um, than I could then because I think that's like an amazing, amazing, amazing skill. Yeah, what they can do and it's so fascinating. Yeah
1: um very cool well thank you for sharing that story with me I feel like silly learning (laughs) it was so interesting I feel so silly like learning things about you since we've been friends for so long but I think it's really cool like the funny thing is is that Erica and I as backstory is that our husbands went to high school together and that's how we became friends was because we're friends-in-law we're friends-in-law and so sometimes it's friends-in-law I really like that term
0: Good I mean term. we're not anymore but that's how we met
1: yeah like we are still we are now friends with each other but that's how we <laughs> met um you're off oftentimes like in group settings or whatever so we don't just don't sit here and like talk to each other about things all the time like the first time we did my eyelashes I was like oh my gosh I get three hours with Erica and it's just me and her and she has me held hostage because she's putting eyelashes <laughs> into my head right now but I love that because we because we also don't
0: live in the same Place, those are oftentimes like what our hangouts are or like yeah. more group oriented and you also don't just sit across from people and say what was your journey <laughs> sylvia tell me about
1: it i'm gonna start asking that as my default <laughs> question and
0: see how many people i are mean aliening. we should we should we say totally that because it's, it's always interesting it's
1: so interesting i love it but you're right i'm gonna write a book called like how to There's probably a book, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. I feel like that was a movie, Um, but I feel like that would turn a lot of people off. But I think I love hearing people's stories because we all kind of end up where we are in such interesting ways, and, like, the universe just throws shit at you sometimes that you just have to, like, get through and push through. But I love that you were like, hair's not right for me, and I like that you trusted your gut because you wouldn't, you probably didn't feel like you were a good hairdresser because it wasn't the right
0: thing for you. It wasn't the right thing for me. And it's also not the kind of thing that you don't want to be great at and then continue to do. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm being of service to anyone <laughs> giving out by giving them hair. <laughs> mediocre haircuts and bad highlights. Like, no one. But imagine you're no like, one this wants is that. my niche. Yeah. Gonna... And it's like, no, this is the thing that I, I should go with. You know, you go with the thing that you love and that's what you do. Totally. I love that. Yeah. It's very and I don't think my story is unique in any way. I think that's I think that's how all makeup artists or anyone of yeah. you do. You, like, you just do it. You just you just yeah. do it and you work on people and you learn stuff and then you do it again. Yep. I love that. Um, I have a really important topic I want to
1: talk to you about. Yes, please. So I have very fair skin. Yes, as do I. Um, yes. And I would say I, for the first 31 to 32 years of my life didn't have eyebrows yeah and I don't think I ever knew that because I just assumed like you know when you just don't know things well no one told you no one told me <laughs> to have eyebrows until someone did Yes, and I I'm someone who appreciates people doing bold things but not at me like don't do something bold that's going to terrify me because I don't know that I'm emotionally equipped to handle that so one day I walked into um Holt Renfrew and a lady at the Chanel counter came over and was like can I just try and put eyebrows on you for a minute? And I was like, pardon me. Like, I really don't need you. (laughs) It was like heart stopping. And I remember like, I'll never forget what she looked like. And I was just like, okay. I was terrified. And I was also like, oh, thanks for hating my eyebrows. And then in like 30 seconds, I was like, oh my God, my life will never be the same again. I have eyebrows that don't look like some scary lady painted them on my face. And all of a sudden I had this like face ahead structure. And strangely, like in the last episode where I said that my mom all of a sudden started putting mascara on her bottom lashes, next time I saw my mom, because I don't live in the same place as my mother either, I don't live in the same place as a lot of people apparently. I live in Toronto. There's so many people that live in the same place as me. But anyway, um, I went home and saw my mom and she started penciling in her eyebrows and I was like, when did you start doing this? And she's like, oh, like three months ago. I'm like, so obviously my mom and I have some sort of weird spiritual connection to each other probably DNA, I don't know, science, whatever. But she started cutting in her eyebrows and it completely changed her face yeah. as well. Yeah. And so I honestly could not get over the fact that, like, I had gone that long and no one had tried to set me straight. And now it's, like, the first thing I do when I put makeup on. Yeah. Is, like, get my eyebrows
0: sorted out. Yeah. Um. So talk to me <laughs> about eyebrows. Well, listen, I... I will say for the general person like you, it was probably not until t- till someone told you like, oh, you, you need some eyebrows there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you need a little fill abruptly. in. And then it changed your life, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, From the makeup artist side of it, it was a thing I always knew. I've always loved eyebrows. I've always loved a full brow, even when it was not in style. Yeah. Um, and we were always taught that, you know, the eyebrows frame your face and it's like, you know, it's that thing you add at the end just to add that like extra polish. Right. Um. And, but, you know, we're that age where that wasn't a thing when we were in high school. Yeah. The thing was plucking your brows. and like To be, like, so thin. To be so thin. Look, Brittany still doesn't fill in her brows, and it kills me. It kills me. <laughs> I, you know what? We
1: need a whole episode one day dedicated to just Britney Spears' routine because I have no idea who's doing her extensions or who's letting her have those eyebrows, and I love Britney so please do not get me wrong. She is a queen, but I don't understand sometimes what her routine is all about. It's very confusing to me.
0: Yeah, but we were, I mean, we were all about her. Yeah, that yeah was, we were. She was everything, and yeah. she drew do her eyebrows. And it was a thing for them to be thin, yeah. but I, I wouldn't say I filled them in when I was younger, but I knew that it was sort of a thing you needed to do um, to kind of finish off your face and to frame everything. Um, I would say I started using eyebrow pencil. I'm going to like say my age here which is 35 (laughs) oh my god (laughs) say that I started doing it when I was like around 20-ish like just after high school you have so much more experience in eyebrows than me no it's okay it's okay (laughs) the world has caught up um and I love that the world has caught up because it's a trend now right like the fuller the better like the more unkempt caterpillars you have on your face like the better the better you are totally I, okay,
1: so I definitely had someone fill my eyebrows before, like, doing my makeup professionally for sure. I can't think of, like, even in my wedding pictures, I wish I knew before I got married. I think I might have had eyebrow filled in. That whole day was complete blank, so I would have to, like, look at a picture to verify that, but I remember getting my eyebrows filled in with, um... Like a like an eyeliner like pencil? It, no, it was um why can't I think of the word for this? Like when like a almost like an eyeshadow, like it was like a powder. Yeah. With a thing. So So powder. Powder. The scientific term is powder. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine I was on like Jeopardy and that was a category things. I would lose. I'm already terrible at Jeopardy. But anyway, God my words. That's what happens when you record more than one episode and start drinking wine. Anyway. I, that was really scary to me because I didn't know what color to use. I didn't know how to put it on, what kind of brush to use. Like, it seemed so complicated to me. But when the lady at the Chanel counter accosted me, she it did it with a pencil. And it was so easy. And I was like, oh, I could do that. Like, I'm, I can use a pencil on things. Yeah. And,
0: like, pencils have come a long way because, if you recall, the people that used to fill in their eyebrows when we were young yeah. were, like, grandmas. Yes. And it was an it was a it was an eyebrow pencil I'm using yeah. quotation marks but it was an eyeliner yeah and they sharpened it and they drew a line and called it a day right like almost like it's like a giant comma that they were writing like sideways
1: on their own face yeah exactly there was so no there scary. was no brushing
0: out there was no eyebrow gels yeah there was no
1: pomades like there's so many things now yes um so, or I feel like you're a goth. Like, you were, like, heavy, heavy, heavy makeup. And that was black eyeliner. You're just, like... Yeah, like, shoving it on your face. So, I feel like it was really scary. You definitely, obviously, were more exposed because it was something that you cared about so much. But to come into eyebrows in your 30s, to me, feels like I was living on another
0: planet. Listen, but- I am happy when anyone ever comes into their eyebrows. Like, it makes me so happy. You know what I think it is? I think it makes everyone look younger. It totally does. And I couldn't get everyone... When my
1: mom was filling hers and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is... This? And I think it really was a combination of the eyebrow pencil and um, wearing mascara on her bottom lashes. And I was like, oh my God. Like, my mom already looks quite young for her age. So fingers crossed that I
0: inherit those that. jeans
1: um but I was like I really was like surprised to see how youthful she looked with both those because it kind of like
0: lifts up your face in a way a- absolutely yeah it's that that full brow it's totally youthful that's how I always explain it to people when I'm like do you mind if I fill in your brows and like people now are very open to it but there yeah. was a time when people like had very strong feelings about like not having their brows filled in or, right you would do it sometimes without asking them and they'd be like oh my god what have you done to my face <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I made you look 10 years younger. Yeah, Goodbye. exactly. <laughs> and eyebrow products, like, I'm so thrilled that they've come so far. And, like, there's so much amazing stuff now that it makes it so easy for people who aren't makeup artists and aren't getting their makeup done, say, for TV every day. Yeah. To, like, have a really good product that's easy to use. What do you recommend? Um I am in an Anastasia Beverly Hills Stan for life. Yes, I know. <laughs> I've heard you talk about it before. Yeah. And that's more like of a soft like cream pencil almost, right? Yes. Well, she has so she has a whole line and she has pencils um she has gels she has a couple of different kinds of pencils like different formulations she has pomades i think she has powder I mean, she must have powders too yeah um scare pretty me. Ma- so anything them. you can need for your eyebrows she has the product i am partial to brow wiz which mm. is the pencil kind of has like a waxy texture yeah and it's thin um it's retractable and it has a little brush on the other end so you can brush them out and soften them yeah um i also love her clear eyebrow gel if you want to just like keep everything in place and do you do that after like would you put the color in and then put it on yeah I do that as like my last step so um it just it's like a mascara tube with a wand and and I would just brush brush that through and it just like I use it on people a lot who just have unruly eyebrows and you just you just want to brush them in shape and then add that and everything stays where it's supposed to
1: so I don't really have unruly eyebrows (laughs) so much as I have none um would I do I need that or should I get something with like a
0: tint to even like punch them up, a she bit has more. tinted brow gel too. Okay. You could totally, yeah, you could totally do something like okay. that, and it's very, very user friendly and kind. It's not gonna. Scare I don't want to call it, it idiot proof, but like, but if I can use it, like <laughs> someone can. No, 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 um, but yeah. So she has great stuff, and the but the brow is would be my recommendation to anyone. She there's another one called brow it's like almost the same thing but the pencil is a different shape and I don't okay. like it as much it's like angled and it looks mm. really great at first but once it gets worn down a bit it's too thick oh okay like it doesn't so could, have a like, fine enough point right um so I think the brow is is better for just doing like really if you want them to look really natural yeah and you just want to fill in and like do like little hairs or just like fill in little areas and then brush it out that's the most natural she's okay. another product called dip brow which I use in my kit which is a little more if you're going uh for more of that like structured I okay. guess or like yeah. that like sharp edged look and you can use that comes in a little pot and use an angle brush with it. Okay. Um and you can do that too. Yeah. Depends on depends on the look you're going for. That one really scares me. Yeah, but I'm a like everyday life, I'm just like an I just like them filled in a bit so they look a little fuller. Um so I just put a little bit of that on kind of strategically in brush mode usually amazing and the cool thing is now too I,
1: I struggled well i didn't struggle because like i said someone told me to use something i'm like okay i'll just take that but there's so many ranges of colors now so you can really find something that like matches and yeah. i have had at sephora i've just walked up to someone like can you just match me with something and they're so wonderful
0: about doing that to make sure that you're not walking around with outrageous eyebrows they are and that's why the anastasia is great too i think because it comes in it doesn't just come in light medium and dark yeah it comes in Blonde, And I use taupe, which is, like, the ashy version. Okay. And it comes in ash brown and soft brown. And it comes in ebony. And it comes in uh, auburn and, like, all those in between. So, kind of, like, you want to, like, look at, like, your hair, your real hair, hair undertone. Color. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to match the same shade as your hair. It's probably going to be a little bit darker. Right. Um, but if you have, like, an ashy undertone, don't use, like, a warm kind of brown bra pencil. Amazing. The, con- the one that
1: I use is... I've stuck with this Chanel because I listen to rules all the time, but I actually really love this product and I've honestly used it since I got it. Yeah, it looks um, amazing. It's super easy to use, comes with a really nice brush on it so it's like a pencil on one side and yeah, this a brush the brush on the other.
0: this is the exact color it's, basically that I use. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: idiot proof. Like, I really have never, like, been scared that I would overdo it and I don't feel like I've ever been like, oh my god, I've wrecked my eyebrows. But I think something you touched on earlier was because it is an art I am not artistic like I have a creative mind but I'm not like (laughs) stick people is about as good as I am at drawing so no wonder this has been scary for me because I'm not able to like take a vision usually like I've had some like epic Pinterest fails because I feel like I don't give myself the confidence to actually be able to like put pen to paper or in my case like eyebrow pencil to my head so it's it's a bit of my own fear and like getting in my own way of just like trying things
0: And for sure, and here's the thing that I like to tell people all the time about makeup when they have apprehensions about it and about trying things, and that is that it comes off. Yes, it does. <laughs> Unless you're using
1: Sharpies. Don't use Sharpies on your face. Then it no, won't. No, do you
0: know what I mean, though? I think people totally. get intimidated by it, and it's it doesn't have to be that way at all. Like, you can just try something, and you can be like, no, that was a horrible mistake. You just right. take it off. Do it. Exactly. And do it again. And just practice. It's it's all about practice. And
1: maybe don't try, like, new things when you're in a hurry. Exactly. Because then you have it becomes a bit of more time, stressful. Like, I want
0: to, like, work on my brows a little bit. Maybe yeah. I'm going to, like, YouTube a little uh, 12-year-old tutorial telling me what to do. I love <laughs> learning from children
1: on the internet. <laughs> I do too. I do, I'm too. Like, you really don't know why you're doing this but somehow you look amazing and I'm yes. just going to have to trust and you. I'm like, yes, and I will do yeah. exactly what you just said. Exactly. To me. <laughs> so yeah, children
0: are ruin- or not ruining running the world. Yeah, just trying to um and I would I feel like this doesn't really translate into an audio medium like I would describe it to you a little more but I think it's an easier thing to show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in video form. So maybe that's something we could do sometime. Um but yeah, you don't have to you don't have to go in thinking like I need a brush and a gel and I need to make Instagram eyebrows. Right.
1: Like we're all real human beings yes, who are not exactly. living on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, and
0: there's that. always that old saying your eyebrows are sisters, not twins. I love that. I actually <laughs> mentioned that before because I never even thought about that
1: either because we also put so much, like, pressure on beauty being, like, everything being symmetrical and they talk about, like, the most beautiful
0: people in the world are the most symmetrical faces. It's and symmetrical your eyebrows are not. And the same. and Yeah, yeah exactly balanced. in no one's faces and no one's no. eyebrows are. And they don't have to be. It's okay. And you can drive yourself absolutely bonkers standing in a mirror trying to make your eyebrows the same. Yeah. Like, and you might come out looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a clown. And that's not what we're going for.
1: Do you remember the episode of Full House? Was with Aunt Becky teaching DJ how to do her makeup. Uh, yeah. It was basically my Bible. And still, I think about it all the time, too, was her... What it was she saying? She was like, it, make them think you're not wearing anything at all. And it's so true. Like, you want... There's obviously, like, moments where you want to, like, glam it up and do something that's more of, like, a statement look. Um, but every day,
0: you don't want to be running around, like, that. For sure. And nuts. it's no shade to anyone who loves an Instagram brow. Totally. And if, like, if that's your jam and you can, like, whip that on, like, yeah. nothing, like... You know what? Power Go for too. it. Like, whatever yeah. makes you feel good and happy and comfortable yeah. and, you know, like your best self, that's what you should do. Absolutely. Um. But, yeah, but don't feel like you have to be a slave to a certain trend and, like, change the entire shape or look of your eyebrows to make them look a certain way. Right. Um. Yeah, we can still just be, like, filling them in and... Doing our thing. But fill them in. And, but fill them in. That is, a, that is a rule. In. As someone who
1: follows rules, thank you to the lady from Chanel who changed my life. I... Would be nothing without you. Um,
0: do you wanna talk about fashion for a second? I do wanna talk about fashion, Sylvia. <laughs> Erica, do you want to tell me about berets? I
1: would love nothing more. <laughs> so I struggle in my life where I sometimes have the tastes of a 13-year-old and sometimes of a 95-year-old. Sure. And those are age gaps that are very far apart from each other and create problematic things in my life. Like Erica and I have been to a One Direction concert together because we both love One Direction. We've also purchased tickets to two other One Direction or re- One Direction adjacent concerts that we couldn't have gone
0: to because life got in the way both times. What's, like, what does the timer say? How long did it take us to bring up One Direction? Oh, been like 30 10, minutes. 30 minutes plus, plus the, the one before. 45? I mean, that's pretty good for us. I'd say. Yeah, I, that's really good for us. <laughs> Just if you want to know something about what we really talk about. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It's really just about One Direction all the time. This is
1: just a, actually a break in our conversation about One Direction was to talk about makeup. So I love like the teeny bopper in me. I've seen Taylor Swift like so many times now and I and I love being able to like Spice Girls we're still both obsessed with. Um, and so I love that. But then I also revert to like things that are like old lady, like, and I don't know why, but it happens to me. So I it's bought a, your it. your name Sylvia. I know. I blame my parents. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Give me an old lady name, and I've really channeled that. So I bought a beret a few years ago. Okay, I own two berets. <laughs> I know, right? Fun fact. <laughs> fun, fun fact. How many berets do I own? It's two. So the first one I bought was um, almost a raspberry color. Um, not intentionally, and I loved it, and I remember this guy that I knew wore it as a joke and stretched it out, and I have the head the size of a peanut, so it probably didn't take much, but it went from being, like, this cute braid to being something that didn't fit me, so I stopped wearing that one because it was deformed, but I still have it for some reason. Anyway, and then fast forward a few years later, so this that's probably, like, 15 years ago. Okay. Really old lady, really young, with my raspberry. Got it, I can see it. So then about... Eight or nine years ago, I was traveling with my husband. It was super cold where we went, and I didn't have the proper headwear, and I popped into an H&M, and the first thing I saw was a beret, and I was like, oh, this is just what I wear now. And I was in Europe, so I was like, this is obviously so on point, and it was selling at H&M, so I'm like, obviously, this is fine for me to wear. So I wore the beret in Europe. But Is the beret keeping your head warm, though? No, I don't think so. <laughs> and that's the other problem, is that I don't really wear hats. So if I wear a hat, it's because my head's freezing, but I tend to even go to headbands instead of a hat anyway anyway so I had this beret that was not really keeping my head warm and I was also wearing like on my head maybe because I was like cold rather than like on the side like French style so I I think that I was I bought it more as like a warmth piece but I don't really like how it looked when I was wearing it like pulled on top of my head got it so then the other day we moved recently, and I'd gone through my winter things, and both of my berets, like, surfaced again. This is a lot of history on
0: you berets. You know what? <laughs> the evolution of the beret in your life. It's has been it's fascinating.
1: <laughs> I <laughs>
0: own, full disclosure, I own zero berets. Who cares about Erica's
1: journey to have a career? My journey for my beret was life-changing. But the other day, these are the things I think about sometimes. The other day, I was like, oh, I wonder if I should just wear my beret again. I don't know why. Probably just because I had found it again. And I wasn't really noticing that people were wearing them. So I started to try and pay attention. And I noticed a lot of old ladies wearing berets in a similar fashion to what I had been wearing when I first purchased my beret in Europe. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, they're doing that. Okay. So, like, obviously berets are still a thing. Which I assumed that they were younger people were wearing them but I think they're all mimes or artists and I was like I'm either one of those and what do I do so one day two weeks ago I decided to wear my beret and I documented it on Instagram and I was very scared and it turned into some challenges for me because I had a couple of meetings which I justified keeping it on for because they were both like in the artistic realm, like, one of them was with, like, a tour company for, like, one of the clients that I look after in, like, the comedy space. I was like, oh, like, that's, like, edgy. So I can wear a bray. So and edgy. So edgy. And the other one, who did I have another meeting with? Something else sort of artsy. So I justified keeping my bra on for two professional settings, which I would never normally do. Like, I am, like, uber, like, buttoned down when it comes to professional meetings. And then I had to go out to, for a meal, and I didn't know whether I should Wear my beret or not? So obviously, I use Instagram polls to let other people dictate my journey, and right. I wore it. But is that
0: the dilemma, right? You've now you've worn it all day. Because how do you take it off? Right, hat hair, hat hair. And but also wearing a hat in a restaurant is like not good manners. No, it's not. Although it's, I feel like lady hats, you can get away with. Well, it a that's more. where
1: I started struggling. Was like this was a lady hat. This wasn't a baseball hat. It's also part of my look now. Yeah. So like, tell me to take off this braid. So I go into dinner, and sure enough, there's an old lady wearing a braid at dinner. I'm like, okay, it's me and you, lady. Like, as is the rest of the struggles of my life. Um. But then this morning. I got a message from a friend of ours who was shopping at Kate Spade and they had a display of berets on. And I've also seen a lot of people walking around berets, but mostly of like more of the hipster variety, which again, totally into like, you have to look however you want you to make yourself feel good. But I would say that I'm more, I'm not really like a hipster in my
0: attire. I, I would say you're not really a hipster.
1: <laughs> I'm certainly not cool <laughs> enough to be a hipster. That's for sure. Um, so I think they're back. My journey is obviously very long and personal and not very interesting at all, actually. Um, but I really feel like they're a fun hat that if you want to wear in the winter, won't really keep your head warm in theory. But I want them to come back. Like, I kind of think they're fun. Like, I was, I've been wearing mine on a tilt. Jaunty. A jaunty beret. One of your ears, then, is not, ex- like, undercover at all. So that's stupid. It's freezing outside. Like I need a hat that's going to cover both of my ears. Um, but yeah, that's my, my thing on beret. So my second beret is still my like OG Europe beret. I'm going to give my other beret to someone whose head it'll more appropriately fit. But I need a black one now. So I'm on the hunt for a black beret. Okay. Um, if you see one holler if it's in a child's store even better it will fit my head perfectly um what are your feelings on Brace?
0: Talk well, to well me. i mean that was something <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was you have been through the ringer. process here get to this point Self, i'm really i'm really actualized <laughs> i'm happy for you though i'm happy for you where you've you, where you've arrived in your of needs. It, seems like you're, it seems like you're very thrilled you're at peace now that you're shopping for multiple colors for sure i've i've come to you've place. worn it in a variety of situations yeah. everything's fine your head's not very fine. warm but it looks cute thank you here's my issue with berets okay i have a massive head okay you have the opposite problem yes you have a little tiny pea head I have a big toaster hat. <laughs> <laughs> toasters. Mm. Although that's scary. Peas and toasters. They're all good. So I don't know. I'm not always a hat person. It depends on the hat. I don't know if like it would look silly because I have a big head and it's like, what are you wearing that dainty French lady hat for? Right. Um. Also, which way do you tilt it? How far do you tilt it? Mm-hmm. Do you just put it on top? I don't know how far forward on your forehead. Would it, it's going to leave a mark on my right. forehead, or do you wear it back on, like, the back of your head, like a beanie? I, well, I think you could do any of those oh, things. See, that's a bit too much for me then. Like, I need. I like, need rules. Things like hats,
1: I need clear-cut rules. Well, I think for the beret, I, like I said, was wearing it on the side. I think you could wear it on the back of your head also, but then I worry it's going to fall off. Yeah, that's Even my other issue too.
0: Because sometimes hats, I'm like just squeezing them on, and if right. I don't have them in the right position, it's just gonna. That's just gonna pop off.
1: Do you think? So I like, honestly, was kind of inspired to wear the beret the other day because I had a meeting with a woman who was wearing a brimmed hat, but like killing it. And I'm like, you look amazing. I want to wear a hat and look really cool. And as someone who I don't feel like I'm very cool, I struggle with like owning a look that is like, oh, that girl has a beret on. It's entirely possible no one noticed I had a bray on all day long, which is probably the most likely thing in the world. Like, I don't think anyone cares about me running around in a hat as everyone else in the universe is running around with their own hats on. But you feel like when you're wearing something that you're not used to wearing, you feel so, like, insecure about what you're doing. And I find I have a hard time just, like, owning something like that. Yeah. And so, like, I was all day, like... Is this a dumb thing to be walking around in? And I, I'm i someone who, I do have self-confidence, but I definitely also have lots of things about myself that I am self-conscious about, and wearing a hat is definitely okay. one in the spirit of them. Okay, transparency, we are back after a small break because of a serious technical difficulty we ran into. We're new podcasters, so it was bound to happen. And Christmas break, but I think the break, It is Christmas, and I think this break was really good for us because we've got a lot to update on um, as far as berets go. Updates in the beret world.
0: (laughs) have been coming in hot since you
1: told that story. (laughs) Coming in hot. Yes. It's, um, you know, I didn't think there was more to add after I went on and on and on about berets, but apparently there is. And I don't know if
0: my reaction to your beret saga got cut off or if it's intact but if it's not I mean you have all heard it's pretty epic and that's a lot it's a lot of information about berets but I'm happy I was happy to hear it well thank you and I think
1: I think we can very
0: thankfully say that berets have really taken off in pop culture since we spoke okay so my update in the beret world which I was so excited about which is I was watching the Vanessa Hudgens garbage Christmas movie that was on Netflix this year a few weeks ago and she at one point is wearing a beret in a sleigh a horse-drawn sleigh and I immediately took a photo and texted it to you and you were like <laughs> it was oh best. my god amazing but you hadn't seen it yet and then like a little while later you did watch it and then you know and then you were like fully on board with it it was amazing
1: I was I was fully on board not only with berets and pop culture, but also The Princess Witch. I Instagram-storied my viewing of The Princess Witch because at first I was like, what am I watching? I can't stop. This is so bad. Then she wore the Bray, and I was like, oh, Erica sent me this, and I'm totally on board now. And then I was like, but wait a minute, this movie's actually – amazing yet has the most flaws in it i've ever seen um but i would say i've never had so many responses to my instagram stories as for my friends who i never in a million years thought would watch the princess Witch, like you who are like best movie ever and i'm like best
0: terrible movie i've ever seen best
1: oh i give it like a solid one star but five in my heart
0: for sure but her beret there was super cute like okay. I don't know if you have a British accent or no, not, but let's it's try. Fine. Like they didn't it's even fine. ask. Okay, so we we have talked about this pretty at length, but can I just tell you the one thing that I don't think I brought up in our previous conversation? Yes. Okay. So you know the part when it, spoiler alert for the Princess Switch. <laughs> You might want to turn off the podcast if you haven't seen it yet. Um, so they agree uh, somewhat, I would say, like very quickly to switch lives. Um, right. And um, so Royal or Royal adjacent Vanessa Hudgens leaves and like – scrappy Vanessa Hudgens is in a palace and you're like great she's gonna find all her princess shit and try it on and there's gonna be a Christmas <laughs> montage and it's gonna be great and then she goes and she opens the closet door to like the smallest worst lit <laughs> <most> <laughs> ugly <laughs> closet I've ever seen <laughs> she goes in that, so and amazing. she has like a couple of like fancy suits and one really big hat and that's all and that's 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 all
1: I didn't even piece that together, but you're so right. Because I think in my mind when I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, she doesn't live here
0: full time." True, true. She is but... traveling, but that closet—her <laughs> only t- option t- t- lighting and <laughs> was an ugly color. And I was like, if I didn't know that this m- movie was very low budget before this moment, like all of my hopes were crushed. Then it was like, you know, it no, is no, no montage. She's just gonna put that big hat on and strut around and call it a day. And that was call it a day.
1: The- the only other thing I think I know we've talked about this so much and I could t- literally spend an hour talking about this movie um is that not once do they try and do a DNA test
0: no I mean she just they like just, don't you think l- yeah like no you just look like me a lot like when's your birthday because I think it might be the same as my birthday like because we are literally it, like twins some, but they're some like some fundamental no, questions distant relatives that seems that seems logical let's go with that yeah. that's cool that's cool switch lives really bothered me i mean bothered me
1: to the point that i want to watch it again i've actually been rooting my father-in-law's addicted to w christmas movies so the amount of those i've watched over the last five days is phenomenal in the best way like i love them so much um and i'm rooting for that to be a, like the one we close things out on tonight oh, is the princess because I haven't seen it yet i
0: think you would be fully into it and would
1: also have a lot of too. questions so many questions. Although more doesn't like me to poke holes in those movies cuz I think it ruins the magic. So
0: I guess, but I mean, also no one even we'll see. really seems to care that the sap that they look exactly the same and then they switch lives and lie to people and everyone's yeah. like, mm, "All right, it's mm, cool. It's We're fine. Cool. Let's get yeah. married."
1: And they live happily ever after, <laughs> I assume. But maybe you know what, there's probably going to be a princess switch 2 next year cuz that other one that I didn't see, the Prince, Princess, Prince, oh, Christmas Oh, yeah, something. I didn't watch that either, yes.
0: There's two of those.
1: Apparently, we'd really like them if we like
0: this okay, one. Okay, well, I mean, I can only hope. I can only hope that there will be a sequel. This is why this podcast All is called Judy and Stuff. Because <laughs> we sometimes go into uh, Netflix originals that are really good. It's fine. You know what? It's an important topic this time of year.
1: I would say so, too. So my beret update, aside from, obviously, the passion of the Vanessa Hudgens beret in a princess which is first of all i've seen so many people wearing berets it's brought me so much joy ranging from old ladies to young people like thrilled but i did buy a new beret since we spoke last and i ordered on amazon and i have a very tiny head so i ordered a kid's beret on amazon i've actually never ordered clothes on amazon before i've only ever ordered like stuff yes i don't know non-clothing um but i found a beret that was for a child that was part of a mime costume (laughs) (laughs) and it came amazon prime came the next day was really excited about it fit perfectly i didn't really see any quality issues like everything seemed great the black beret i had like i have a gray jacket so i thought if i had a a black beret and like a black scarf um it would complete my look however the problem came a few days later when amazon sent me an email recommending things for me to buy based on previous purchases is it mime mime accessories that's correct. A red scarf and some white gloves is what I wanted me to buy. And part of me was tempted. I was like, "Is this a new look for me? Do I go full mime now?" But it felt a little advanced. So I think um, perhaps Parisian mime will be like next year,
0: springtime, maybe in the springtime. Springtime.
1: <laughs> I've always liked the idea of wearing a neck scarf because I think they're kind of cool looking. But then I think the minute you get into buying full-on mime costumes on Amazon and wearing them in a non-mime um, ironically, way, yes. com- or mime classy. plus, as you well know, I can't mime. I mean, in terms of my ability to not speak. True, true. That's I could probably true. like do the gestures and things, but my talking gets in the way of my silence. Yeah, maybe a
0: road you don't want to go down. It's okay. You can resist.
1: I did not buy the accessories, but it made me laugh really hard. I was like, oh, yeah, I did buy a kid's mime costume, one-third of it. So how rest... did it work out, though? I love it. Okay. Is it. No, it, no one would bottom? know I'm wearing a costume. It's just a straight black, straight black.
0: Perfect. And I bet you got a sweet deal because it was for a child. It was
1: like $7.99, and it came the next day. I didn't have to leave my house. Amazing. It was great. Um, And then at least I have a Halloween costume for next year. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I love all those updates.
1: Me too. I'm I'm really glad we reconvened on this, especially because we're closing out the holiday season. It just feels timely to make sure we discuss all of these important topics. You know what?
0: Technical difficulties happened for a reason. They did. We. They brought us to
1: this very moment. When one audio file closes, another one opens. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting deep, deep this week. Okay, to end this episode on a very high note we should get back to the
0: beauty portion of beauty and stuff so do we want to talk about our favorite products yes let's do that I mean very high is like setting a high bar for us but yes let's talk about beauty products please (laughs) would you like to start uh yeah I want to start okay All right, go. So my product is, I dug deep into my makeup bag, which is very small, Mm. my personal makeup bag. And I tried to think of something that I love, that I use all the time, that I think other people would like too. And that is my It Cosmetics CC Cream. It's called Your Your Skin But Better. And if you like your skin to look like skin if you don't like a full foundation which is fine if you do but if you don't which I don't I like to just like yep same kind of even out and like look a little bit natural um and then I'll like spot cover if I have a like a blemish or something
1: (laughs) I'm only laughing because what our viewers can't see is that Erica currently has a mask on (laughs) and she's talking about how natural she likes to look (laughs) And I can't express to our listeners how un- unnatural do you she
0: like this right very now. natural shade of violet that my skin is right now. It's beautiful. It's you look even, great, but it's
1: very even. Very even. Your your complexion has never looked more even, it's, except for when you're
0: using your CC cream. It's really dried up and is starting to flake off. Actually, You need to rinse it off yeah. soon. Um, <laughs> yes. So anyway, so if you like like a light to medium coverage and something that kind of just like blends into your skin that's what i like it for um it has a couple of drawbacks one is that it can be a little hard to color match um Mm. like it can be okay but because it's a cc cream kind of tinted moisturizer kind of product it doesn't have as many color options as like a foundation line would so i find for me like in the summer, the light color is a little bit too dark for me, but I can get away with it then, but I couldn't wear it now. It would be, it would gotcha. look really too dark on me. Um, okay. but the fair in the summer makes me look a little ghosty. Like it's too pale, but I can do it now, now that I am a, a winter ghost. <laughs> it works on me. Same
1: here. So you, you basically just have to get two different shades you can, which is to match depending on the season. I mean,
0: you can, and that's a little bit annoying. I know like, you know, I got to b- buy a color for winter and summer, but I do yep. it and it works out, and I use, and I use them both, so it's fine. Um, or you can like mix two together if you want. Or they recently, like mm-hmm. I would say in the past six months, they came, they did come out with some more colors, and there's one in between that's called Fairlight, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it works. It's a real it works up. okay for me too. It's a little bit uh, it's a little bit orangish on me, um, mm. so it's not really the right tone. But I can mix it with other stuff and it works okay. So that's one of the drawbacks and yeah, I would say the only other thing is they have a couple different formulations. One is like an oily skin one and I have tried that, but it's quite matte. So if you like to like to look a little bit dewy, it's maybe not the one for you. It's a little bit harder to blend. I would say you can't really do it with your fingers, just like throw it on cause it's pretty thick. Um, okay. so I would use like a wet beauty blender with it when I do it. Um, or even a brush sometimes if I find it a little bit difficult um, so definitely the original is like it's a little bit glowier and a little bit creamier and easy to just like if you just like to use your fingers and spread something all your all over your face it's it's pretty good for that and it gives like a nice healthy okay. nice healthy glow and then you can like powder strategically if you want and you can build it up but I find that it um, if I really want coverage I'd actually go for a foundation over like this. a proper foundation yes. yeah
1: I was gonna say I typically use something like that when I know I don't need to have that kind of like Perfect surface, yes. but it definitely gives the coverage of just cleaning things. Yes, it's
0: just like a very everyday. Maybe you're not even wearing much makeup. You just kind of want to look natural, and it just makes your skin look a little bit better, and gives you like a nice little like healthy look to your skin, so you don't look like a you know like a pale like sick person walking around like I sometimes do if I
1: actually wear no makeup. Me too. Like you can currently see me. I think it's really funny when we record this podcast. We typically are not done up in our beauty and stuff (laughs) Um, but we're busy ladies we have to do what we have to do Um, okay I love that idea and so again it's an it it's called it it cosmetics your skin but better your
0: skin but better and I really should have looked up the price I'm gonna look it up right now it does have sun care in it too it has SPF and some skin care and stuff in it so that's nice if you don't want to do the extra step of um, wearing an SPF during the day although sometimes I still do that because sorry I'm looking up on my iPad as I do this very professionally. Um, <laughs> We're very because I feel like here. sometimes I don't put enough of the makeup on to give me proper sun care, so you can still do an SPF right. underneath if you want or it it at least has a little bit in it for you and I'm just going to look up at the price. Um I try to get it when yeah. Sephora has 20% off. Even if I'm not out of it, I'll just buy it cuz then I like just um so yeah, I'll, know I'll use it eventually. Do we know what the difference between a BB and a CC is? Oh my God, who knows Sylvia? Who knows anything? <laughs> Not <laughs> us. Not us. <laughs> we try. Um, I've asked someone
1: else since then because I know we talked about this um, before the technical difficulties. We did talk about the difference between BB and CC. I think, and I don't think anybody does. No,
0: I, it's very, it's it's very unclear. I think I've looked it up before, and there's like, I don't know. It, se- it seems to be a lot of marketing. I think CC is maybe a little bit geared more towards like being a foundation. And like coverage and BB is more on the tinted moisturizer spectrum, I think, is my understanding. Right. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? They just, you know, they put words on things and tell us what it is. Hey, I'm we, in
1: marketing. We really try and make things sound cooler than they are. Okay.
0: It is 49 Canadian dollars for okay. 1.08 ounces. And I would say a, like a tube of it. It comes in a... Um, I'm making a hand gesture. I can't think of the word. It comes in like a a pump. <laughs> a pump. There we go. <laughs> Which is nice. And you can like. I couldn't see your hand. Yeah. You can like cut off the end too at the end if you feel like you need to get more stuff out because it's, uh, it's just oh, like a smart. tube and it has a pump. Um. So yeah. 1.08 ounces, 32 mils, $49 Canadian. You could sometimes get it for 15, 20% off or maybe even on the It cosmetics site. They, I'm sure they have sales. And it lasts me a solid few months. And I use it, I would oh, say okay. most days, like I'd say probably use it like five to six days a week
1: nice I find you just have to invest sometimes I know it's a bit annoying to spend money on makeup especially when things like you can go you know get something cheaper at a drugstore but sometimes when you just invest in the right product they last for longer than you'd think and you're just doing so much better for your skin yeah
0: I mean I'll pay for I'll pay full price for something like this that I use every day and I like over something cheaper that I'm like oh I don't really like this looks shitty when I put it on or it doesn't last or it doesn't really work right like this stuff is great um, for sure yeah. it's your face it's, after it's all it's my face <laughs> okay speaking of faces oh sorry <laughs> no you go you go
1: um I was gonna say my favorite product is also for your face um which I guess a lot of the things <laughs> we're gonna talk about are probably there's I put moisturizer on my elbows and stuff so like i guess we're not completely limited to that but yes i guess this is another face oriented product um i got turned onto this product so it's benefits it used to be called erase paste mm-hmm. but they've rebranded it to be called boing boing and erase boing erase paste is so my girlfriend got me onto it years ago her aunt got it her onto it and it's basically a dark circle eraser and it's a pretty thick consistency product um definitely heavier than like a foundation or something and you're actually supposed to put it on after you put your so whether you're using a bb or a cc or a foundation or whatever you're supposed to put it on on top of that layer to get rid of darker circles i don't suffer from severely dark circles but i will say that as someone who is busy and often doesn't get a great amount of sleep. Um the first place I'll notice that in the morning is under my eyes. So if I put that on, even if it's the only thing I wear, honestly, if I don't put any kind of like what like a tinge of moisturizer or something on, um, I find it makes a huge difference of just like brightening up my face a lot. The pots are tiny um and last for like a year. I use it every single day. And I honestly think I buy one a year probably. Um so definitely worth the price. You can get it at Sephora or any of uh, anywhere that they carry benefit, but it's an awesome, awesome product, and I just find it's a lifesaver of turning you in to a reasonable-looking human being, even if you feel like you are the Walking Dead. My sister gets a lot uh, deeper, darker circles than I do, and she loves it, and it helps her big time as well.
0: Well, so that's my thing from my face. You must have been working on that for a while, though, because you showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this stuff, it's great. It's like so sticky." feeling which is kind of what you want under your eyes so won't move and then I realized after when we were talking that it was boing and I feel like they have changed the name to that like it's been called that for a while so I mean you're getting your money out of it
1: I sure am seriously I remember when I went I got my brows I've honestly probably had that pot for more than a year because is that bad no okay because I know that there's like rules about how long you should keep makeup for and we can get into I it. I mean, another there day is. Adopt, yeah, that's but. a whole other conversation.
0: I mean, as long as, like, are you sticking your finger in it every time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you should have thrown that out the week after you bought it. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, you're probably fine. It's it's I mean, not always I'm the best. Here. Yeah, you're here. It's not always the best when you're like sticking your finger in something over and over, and you know our fingers are filthy, and then you put it by your eye. But you know right. nothing's happened, so I say you're good. I don't have pink I eye have pink I right guy. now. I've probably had it in the last year. though. If I was being anyway. a real professional, I would say Sylvia, throw that out and get a new one. That's disgusting. But I have some. <laughs> I have some disgusting makeup in my makeup bag too. That I thank you for to not use. shaming no, me. Today. I would never. I would never.
1: I blend it with a beauty brush, Perfect. but I
0: definitely put it on with
1: my finger. Yes. I try not to be disgusting. I'm not like picking my nose and putting it on or anything, but you know. I know. I hear you. What can your, you do? Who knows where your fingers go? Yeah. Um, but I do. I've been working on it forever because I remember going to get my eyebrows done at Sephora, like last summer. I think I had just bought it and they had just rebranded, so I think it was last summer. But we're talking like the summer of 2017.
0: Yeah, so it is, it's $27 Canadian on Sephora, and probably, it's yes. probably the same price everywhere else. I know they sell it at shoppers. Pennies a day. Shoppers and stuff too. So yeah, definitely. And... Use your points. Get use, Get some boing. Use your points for sure. Get some boing and... Boing and don't put your filthy fingers in it. don't put your filthy fingers in it. <laughs> don't be like me. And have fun saying filthy it. Filthy animal. Um, but when you showed it to me and then I figured out later that's what it was, I was like, oh yeah, that's, I think it's very, I don't use Benefit a lot anymore, but I know that it's super popular, so I people love it yeah
1: I do love it and it's really a face saver and honestly I'm almost done this particular pot so I will get a new buying and I will try and practice safer
0: boinging this is a no shame zone Sylvia I would Thank never
1: you. trust you yeah. I honestly think and we can talk about this too maybe that's another episode is like filthy beauty habits because I'm sure there are so many and it's not like that you're a gross disgusting person it's that you probably like don't know any better I probably am doing a lot of terrible things that you should save me from so maybe we need to do like beauty sos one day
0: oh for sure we will listen I do tons of stuff to myself that I would never do on a client like obviously when I'm working and being professional I act it but when it's myself in my bathroom I do all those things too so it's cool
1: I know we're we're only human after all um well Erica it's been a blast as as usual thank you for um sticking by me and the saga of the berets for more than a month now i,
0: I am always here for that you know it
1: <laughs> got my back <laughs> always um And a really quick recap. So we did send, or just an update, I guess, on a recap. We did send beauty and stuff out to a few of our friends to get some listener feedback on since we're new and we were kind of scared about what we were doing. And one of our listeners has already gone and bought product based on your recommendation. Amazing. So I was pretty pumped to hear that. So we're, you know, our ROI is through the roof. Uh, Neutrogena can thank us later. And I thought that was kind of fun because I think, you know, we're girls of a certain age.
0: And I think it's cool that our friends think it's helpful information. Mm-hmm. So good
1: work, Eric. No, that's
0: amazing. And I hope she likes it. And if she doesn't, um, just don't tell her where I live. <laughs> you are,
1: you will be protected by me, the Witness Protection Program for Beauty Advice. Nice. Perfect. Um, until next time. Yeah, that was so fun. That was so okay, fun. Okay, time. Bye. This is Beauty and Stuff. Bye. Bye. <laughs>